Welcome to the Geek Explorer Not Off Topic Debrief. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. And here we are on our off week to bring you a uh, casual chat show. We're going to talk about things we like, things we hate, things we did, things we felt, things we, uh, something else. Things we can't think of. Yes. Probably not many of those, though. Can't think of any right now, at least. Uh, how's it going, Ben? Oh, it's going well. It was just a, a lovely Saturday. I uh, took my my son out. They had like a thing called the uh, EAA Young Eagles event thing at the like uh, the local tiny airport. He got to fly, you know, go up in an experimental aircraft and fly around. Shit, experimental. Yeah, I mean it's experimental because it's not like I think that just means that it's not certified as a mass market thing by the. FAA. It's not approved as safe by the FAA. The plane he went in had been up in the air many, many times. Like, it, you know, he'd been, the guy had been flying it for 20 years. So, like, it's not new. Yeah. But it was a weird looking plane. Yeah, it was neat. You sent me pictures. Yeah, it had, like, the engine and the wings in the back of the plane and, uh, like, little tiny wings in the front. It was, it was very interesting uh, design for an airplane. You know, I feel like kind of an asshole, but I don't think I looked at it that closely because I didn't, I didn't register it as weird. Like you even said like, you know, hey, maybe some inspiration for a spaceship, but I was like, okay, airplane, of course. Yeah. They could be inspiration. It kind of looked like the, those Naboo aircraft from, uh, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace yeah. yeah. And it was yellow too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was pretty rad though. Uh, but it was cool. He got to go up and fly around and we got to see a bunch of planes take off and land they had some of those uh, uh those auto gyro like gyrocopter things there yeah they, some kids got to go up in those and there was a wicked old biplane so it was just a cool day hanging out checking out airplanes getting my pilot's license one of those things is like i'd be a really cool thing to do and then mm -hmm. i realize that's way more money than i've got yeah yeah same here. I, I mean, even though I'm scared of heights like i i feel safe in an airplane and yeah. i think it would be really fun to do and uh you know, Angelina's dad is a pilot. He's a, he's oh, really? a private, uh, he fl flies private jets. Angelina told me a story once of, uh, of like as a gift for her ex-husband or something, her dad took him up and, whoa, I hope this isn't, uh, wasn't like illegal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He stole the company I'm, plane. I'm sure it's loop fine. Loops. I, th this was years and years ago. I'm sure the statute of limitations has, uh, has run out by now anyway. But um, they went up in the plane and, you know, he got to to steer for a bit and, you know, control the plane. Like, basically got to try everything out besides landing. You know, he didn't land the plane because that's, yeah. you know, that, that takes some skill. Hell, dude let Odin steer the plane a little bit. Yeah. Like, let him, you know, just kind of back and forth. Like, I don't, you know, he didn't let him do anything. Yeah, no backflips. No, like, elevation changes or anything. Just kind oh, of, okay. just back and forth, kind of tilt the plane. Like that, I've never, I'd never really told Angelina until more recently that like, that would be really fucking cool to do. You know, like, yeah. like she, she never even thought of it, but apparently it was her ex-husband's, like, it was one of his dreams, you know, to like fly a plane. He always wanted to get his pilot's license. And, uh, man, I hope one day I can do that, but I, I don't know. I, I was talking to the guys there about it and it, like, it, you know, it's about two grand just to get your pli pilot's license, which is, it just it's not terrible, but then, then you got to get a plane. Yeah. And they're like, if you get like a 1940s plane with a lot of hours on it, they're like $50,000. 
Okay. And if you get a new, like something nice and new, you're looking at like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if I wonder what like the plane rental service is like. It is a thing, but yeah, yeah I it's don't gotta know. Be. Well, I, like as I was looking it up, like I pulled it up on my phone because I was like, yeah, how much are these planes? I'm curious. So I was like looking at like what's available out there. And it was surprising how many of them were from like the 40s and 50s. Really? But they have to get a safety inspection and get certified every six months. Oh, shit. Everything has to be well maintained and in good working order. And so it's not like a car from, you know, we're like. It's just smog every every other year. Yeah, if someone's you know if it's in service and currently inspected, like it should be pretty good to go. It's not going to be the you know fanciest thing around, but it'll go up in the air and hopefully only come down when you want it to. So does the two thousand dollars include like certification? Because I mean, or I mean, like um, like uh, hours logged with an instructor? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That, I, I was wondering if that was you know. On Just top of that, you know, no, yeah. no, that that was his estimate for the whole shebang. Though okay. the guy I was talking to was also probably in his sixties, so I don't know. Maybe he got his uh, pilot's license like back in nineteen eighty-five. It might be more now. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, I was sitting there, and it just made me think about it again. Like, oh, this would be cool. For a while, I was thinking about getting one of those uh, power-assisted parachutes. Have you seen those things that they have, like, flying around? I have no idea what you're talking about at all. It's like a parachute, but, like, so there's two two ways to do it. Like, either you strap a big fan onto your back and run down a hill. Okay. And turn the fan on, and you have a parachute. And uh, So it's like parasailing? Yeah, but but you've got a motor, so you can, you know, gain altitude. And you can fly around with a parachute. And a big fan on your back, or they have ones that are on like like a little chassis, kind of like a like a like a ultralight plane would be, and it's just got a big parachute above it. And I used to see those guys out there all the time, and be like, "Fuck, that looks so cool." And those things are only like four thousand dollars, but I still don't have four thousand dollars to spend on that. But, that does sound really fucking cool because like, like you're flying technically. Yeah, like that. That's the sort of thing that happens in my dreams more, where I, where I like. You know, I, I go from the ground way up into the sky and I'm sort of floating like, you know, not, yeah. not like, cause I can't, I, I will never skydive like that. That would be a great milestone for me. But like, I think about it, like I may actually have a heart attack, like, like, <laughs> like the second I actually jump out of a plane. So I don't think I even want to risk it, but like to be able to go from the ground and safely rise in altitude like that. I don't know. That that could be pretty fucking cool. And I could stop myself, you know, after a hundred feet, if that's too much for me. Yeah. You've got a parachute on. So yeah. like, even if your motor dies, yeah, you still got to float parachute. to the ground and you've got a backup parachute that, you know, that if you need to, you could cut that one free and pull your backup. Yeah. That's pretty fucking rad. I watched some videos on them and like, all you need is like a cul-de-sac or like, you know, like a big, like an empty road and you can just run down it. And as soon as the, as soon as the parachute kind of fills up, you kick the motor on and pull tight and just whoop, it pulls you right up into the oh, sky. That's pretty fucking cool. Once, once this show or the comic book takes off, that's, uh, that's first on the list, right? Like it's not a jetpack, but you know, it's kind of close enough. Yeah. And I, and I think I would be more comfortable with that than I would be a jetpack. Whoa. Could I, in theory, fly that from my house to yours? I don't know if it's got that kind of range. I don't know how it doesn't have a huge tank. What does it run on? It's just got like a little two stroke motor. Oh, okay. And then it's, it's, you know, it's got a little fuel tank on the side of it. So, I mean, you know, our houses aren't super far apart. 
if you don't have to drive all the way around a lake. Yeah, I'd have to also avoid the prison. Because I think if I was floating over that thing, yeah. I might get shot. I think you'd go over the north side of the lake. You yeah, wouldn't be yeah. anywhere near the prison. Yeah, you'd yeah, be probably. over like Rattlesnake Bar and shit. Yeah, like yeah. Salmon Falls and shit. Yeah, it'd be a scenic fly, too. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't know what the range on him is. I don't know if Whoa. you get... If you I mean, get like it would probably take so. me like two hours. Yeah, you're probably not averaging 50 miles an hour, that's for sure. No. But, uh, <laughs> be fucking cool. but imagine <laughs> it cuts out somewhere. I, I end up in somewhere in the fucking boonies or the lake. You just land right in the middle of the lake. <laughs> well, right now it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, you that shit is, yeah that shit is dry. <laughs> I think it's like one of the lowest I've, uh, times I've ever seen it. Yeah. I dropped Odin off at a camping trip on Folsom Lake and I like went and, you know, saw it from the other side of the dam and I was like, holy shit, it is so low. Yeah, man. Gross. Wow. This is quite the intro. Yeah. So how are you? I'm good. On with the show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, I'm doing great. I'm I'm really busy trying to work on this comic uh, for us to have material done for the Kickstarter that comes in November. Space Oddities number two. Uh, set your calendars or go to spaceoddiescomic.com. Get on the list, um, or you can. Oh, can they go on Kickstarter yet to to say notify me? Not yet. I'm okay. going to get that, though I'll have that up. Hopefully, I wanted to have that up this weekend. Yeah, I, I need think. that art piece. Yeah, uh, so hopefully that'll be up before this airs. So okay. We'll just say, yeah, go yeah. to Kickstarter <laughs> and find it. As long and, as uh, we do our jobs. Yeah. Put the pressure on us. Um, and then I've also been talking with these uh, with this YouTube channel um, about doing some editing work for them. So that's about to take up some more time for me, but um, but we'll see where that goes. I'll... I'll talk more once it actually happens um really nice dudes um but yeah no and weather talk weather's great it finally fucking cooled down it's yeah. borderline chilly outside <laughs> oh oh yeah i left my doors and windows open last night and it was mm -hmm. like 64 in my hallway this morning it was wonderful yeah last couple days um you know i work from home and i I usually don't use the AC during the day anyway. I'll set it at like 76. So if it, you know, if it gets that hot, then it kicks on. But I just opened up the windows upstairs and man, it stays at like 70. It is amazing. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, I'm good. Uh, we were talking about how it's kind of a light week. Like I didn't make any notes. And then today... Instead of going through and trying to like coalesce my thoughts, uh, I uh, instead went out and bought Metroid Dread and uh, played it for like seven hours. So, oh wow, yeah. When I talked to you earlier, you said four hours. You must have just kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> that's what I did from the time I got home until you came and said, "Turn that off so we can record yeah, a podcast." Yeah. And I'm probably going to go turn it back on. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about video games. Yeah, fuck yeah. Tell me about this uh, this Metroid Dread. So far, it's it's fucking great. It's like classic side-scrolling Metroid, but with, you know, modern Switch graphics. I guess it's supposed to be the final chapter in, like, the, the core Samus story. Yeah, so, the quote-unquote final chapter. Like, I think Friday the 13th had a final chapter. Uh, yeah, the fourth one, I think. Yeah, wasn't it? Nightmare on Elm Street had some sort of final chapter, final nightmare, I think. But it's, like, it's supposed to be the one that wraps up, you know, the story that came from the first Metroid, Super Metroid, and Metroid Fusion. I think we're all in, like, the same storyline. And then so, I, I think the other ones were kind of either prequels or outside of canon. Okay, because Fusion was, was 
the only Metroid game that I've ever beaten. That was for uh, Game Boy Advance or or, um, or the uh, uh, not Advance. What was the one after that? DS. Yeah, but DS. I, th- I think it was for Advance. I think I played it on the the Advance. Okay. I oh, I think I may have borrowed it from you then. Yeah, possibly. Okay. And because I thought that one stemmed from Prime for the GameCube. Is that not the case? I don't. Oh boy, I don't know. I don't think so. My Metroid Uh-oh. lore is not super good, but as I understand, because it, it follows, uh, you know, after they, you know, eradicated all the Metroids in, you know, the original Metroid and Super, because I think Super Metroid was a prequel to Metroid. Oh maybe? shit! I have no I idea. Know. We'll uh, we'll have to brush up on it for our eventual Metroid episode. Yeah, I've always <laughs> wanted to go back and play Super Metroid. I've tried to play the original many times, and I just I can't I can't make it happen, but. Super Metroid seemed to play a lot like Fusion, and I really liked Fusion. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Fusion was the one where they had the X parasites. That sounds very they had familiar. Like little blobby things that, you know, came and, like, hit the suit. And yeah, they have, Turned like it all, like, goopy. Little looking. toothy feet on the bottom. No, that's the Metroids. Oh, shit. They're like, they're, like, little amoebas that float around in space. They can, like, meld into creatures and, like, absorb their DNA and then, like, mimic any creature they've absorbed. Anyway, Samus got it ended up getting a vaccine made with metroid dna or some shit and and, and that's the fusion was, suit i think yeah i think so and it was on like a, a like a research station and at the end of it you blow the research station up and smash it into the planet that they were living on and, and kill everything supposedly okay well anyway in this one someone sends them a video of a x parasite on a different planet and they're like oh shit and they send like these killer like research robot things there to go check it out and they like don't hear from them and so they're like, all right, Samus, you're immune to this shit and a badass. Go mm-hmm. handle it. And uh, yeah, you get in there and you start handling it. Samus must enjoy this sort of thing because it's one of those things where it's like, it's not like like Ripley in Aliens where where she keeps just sort of like circumstantially getting involved in like after Aliens when she begrudgingly got pulled into the mission and, you know, just wanted to finish things off. But then like with three and four, like she's. She's not doing it by choice at that point. Yeah, I, I, I got the impression at the beginning that maybe she's got like a uh, a sense of obligation, you know, like she's the only one that can do it. Because like the her AI computer says something like, you know, the, the, the bounty, the bounty that you're getting for this is not worth it. Oh, shit. Like not worth this kind of risk. So uh, she's doing it for some sort of obligation. Uh, she is a silent protagonist as as always. Not a very uh, verbose one, that Samus. But so far, I mean, it plays like a classic Metroid game. You know, a thing happens in the beginning and you lose all of your badass abilities oh, and have to slowly shit. regain them, you know? I hate that shit. I mean, I get it, but every time I start Symphony of the Night, that pisses me off. Well, you don't actually get to play with all of your, like, all buffed up. Oh, okay. You know, so it doesn't it doesn't feel like you were robbed, like in Symphony of the Night. But yeah, it's cool. It's in, in the... The planet, I mean, you find out immediately, so it's not it's no sort of spo- spoiler, and it was in the trailer. It's a, it's some sort of, like, Chozo ruin or something, so. I'm, what I'm does curious. that mean? The Chozo, they're, like, the, the kind of, like, the bird face people. Um, so, I, I guess in the lore, they, like, raised Samus, and that's where she got her original battle suit. Oh. So. Okay. I don't know. They're, like, an ancient warrior race or something. So, this one seems to be going more into that. I don't know. Should be cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it It looked cool. I watched you playing for a little bit. It it played like classic oh, yeah. Metro. Or the, it looked like it. It like Even like the way she jumps and flips and stuff. Like it, it felt like it was squarely in that universe. Like the same way like Castlevania controls. You know, it, it seemed like, like it was uh, yeah. 
carrying through. The, the only shitty part is is Odin f- lost somehow. I don't know how he did this. He lost his like pro controller for the Switch, so I'm having to play with those fucking uh, Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. It's got like little thing they snap on, so it's almost like a real controller, and uh, the latency on it doesn't seem there like occasionally it'll miss button presses or the jump will come you know like noticeably late Ew. yeah it's frustrating because metroid is one of those games where uh timing is super important like you can't you can't have a laggy controller and beat a boss in that yeah because it is uh it's not easy but yeah it's fun as fuck so far i i would absolutely recommend checking out it's the first new game like you know it came out yesterday Oh, shit. So, like, it's the first full-price new game I've bought since Red Dead Redemption 2, which was a couple years ago. Oh, man. I never played Red Dead 2. Oh, it's good. I've got it. You should let me borrow it. Yeah, you can borrow it. Oh, shit. I never finished it. That's usually what I do with games. I cannot borrow it. I do not have time (laughs) for Red Dead 2. Yeah, I can see Um, that. I mean, I've, I've gotten sucked into the pit of video games lately as well. You know, having signed back up with, uh, with Game Pass and Xbox Live. It's such a nice pit, though, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's so pleasant. Nice, comfortable pit. You know, and you can find games to, to take up however, like, long or little time you have. You know, like, if I, if I don't have much time, I won't play Grand Theft Auto. Um, I mean, I've slowed down on that anyway because it, it was such a time killer, but I, I was playing for a, for a little bit this mode that was called I Don't Remember Shit. But, like, <laughs> they, they do, like, these, like, extra, like, three times XP and money on oh, certain yeah, types yeah, of yeah. missions. And there was one that, um, it's basically Tron. You're on, you're on like, light cycles and it trails behind you and you have to kill people by, by making them run into your trail. It's amazing. That sounds pretty fucking rad. Yeah, it was so rad. And you're getting extra money and uh, and RP for it. So it was, uh, Do you turn on a grid like Tron or do, can you no, free steer? No, it's it's free steering. That's still but whatever, it, it kind of trails behind rad. you more like a like a uh, like Akira bike or something. Like it stays longer than that, but like it'll eventually like fade away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it was fucking cool. And I, I was super stoked because I, I like jumped in not knowing what the what the game even was. And, you know, I was just like, oh, extra, extra money in RP. Cool. I played one round having no idea what I was doing and got fucked up. Second round, I won. I beat the other guys. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. On Odin's account, I played some sort of like giant demolition derby. And and then I played another one that was a, uh, it was like a motorcycle demolition derby, but it had like all these jumps and you had to keep getting checkpoints. Otherwise your motorcycle would explode. Like the time would tick down on it. And you could, and you know, but and you could still like knock other people off their bikes and fuck them up. And uh, both of those were really fucking fun. There was also a um, a survival mode thing that I played, or not survival mode, but um, an adversary mode thing where it was for four people, and two people would be on bicycles and two people on di- diesel trucks. Oh, it's called Hasta La Vista, baby. Wait, or maybe that was just one of the stages. I don't remember. That's awesome, though. But yeah. The, the two in the diesel trucks have to run over the, the they have to kill the bike people and before they get to a checkpoint. And uh, that was also fun. Um, but I haven't been playing much GTA lately, but I downloaded a bunch of games from Game Pass, you know, just, just getting back into it. And I wanted to bring up a couple of them. Well, I got that fucking Castlevania collection because there was a, there was yeah. a big sale on it. Um, but I also beat uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I just went in and uh, played it to the end and it was great. Yeah, that game's fucking solid. Man, and it's hard going back to the NES Castlevanias after that because, like, 
visually it's the same essentially, yeah. but it controls so much more smoothly. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I love it's it. It's got some modern perks for sure. Yeah. So I've, I've been going through the first Castlevania and I think I'm pretty close to the end. Um, because I've, I've never actually beaten that game. Oh yeah. There's a couple games that, uh, that I started playing that are new to me. Have you heard of a unto, unto the end? The name sounds familiarish, but I have not played it. It's on game pass right now. I'm not sure who the publisher is anymore, but you're like a, you're like a warrior who, I don't know, like it opens up, like it reminds me visually of like unforgiven or something or, or like an old Western where there's like a tree and like there's somebody sitting under the tree and it almost looks like there were graves there, but not in this case. Um, but then like your wife and kid come out and like, there's no words exchanged and no dialogue, no, um, text to read at first, but it's, it's like, uh, oh, you're being called to war or something. And, um, I can't remember if the story is like you had gone to war and you're trying to find your way back, but I don't think that's the case. I don't know. I can't remember the setup, but what's great about it is it plays a lot like the game Limbo. Oh, if you okay. remember that game. Yeah, Limbo was great. Except this has like sunlight and you have a sword and you can interact in ways. And you, you also have to, uh, like they set you up to get hurt early on. So you can, um, so you have to use like herbs to slow down bleeding. And then you can find like fires that you can sit at and heal your wounds and stuff. So far, it's pretty fucking bad. Like, and the same way where, where there's traps you have to figure out, you know, you step down and like spikes come up from the ground and you have to figure out what triggers it and how to get out of the way. And me and Angelina really loved uh, uh, Limbo. So it's kind of like a, a puzzle platformer with some action? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that is very accurate. That's, I, I like that genre. Even though it's in, it's in full color. And it's got daylight, unlike Limbo. Like, what was so great about Limbo was how dark and shadowy and black and white it was. And seeing that little kid get, like, run through by spider arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this one, like, it feels the same because of the silence and the mood. You know, like, it, it's it's just very evocative of, of that same feeling. And I've been looking for something to feel like that. There were a couple other games I tried that didn't do that for me. And, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it more, but Angelina's into it. So I gotta, I gotta play it with her. Yeah, that's fun. And then one more that I wanted to talk about, sorry, I'm blah, 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 blabbing, um, is Narita Boy. You I've heard of that? Heard of that as well. It's I mean, also I've on looked, Game, I've game Pass. I've looked through the list of Game Pass games. That's probably where I've heard most of these. I would recommend getting it. Um, I'm still fairly early on in the game also, cause I was playing it with, with the kid. It is a, uh, a platformer. In fact, it's very similarly, you know, a, uh, um, kind of, pu I mean, this one's less puzzles, but more just like you have to find the key to the door and you have to do this thing before you can do this thing and go to this place. But the story is. I mean, just quickly, like it's very eighties, like the soundtrack, the look, like it's pixel art. And, um, it's like in the eighties, there was this programmer who designed like a game called Narita or something, or maybe the person's name was Narita. I can't remember. And like something zaps the guy and he, I, I can't remember if he goes into a coma or something. I, in fact, I, yeah, this sounds vaguely familiar. I think I've heard someone tell me about this game before. Yeah. And you, all of a sudden, like you're this kid who's playing this game and his parents are like, you need to go to bed. And then his computer zaps him. And then it's like, oh, that's right. Like this, the, the guy in the beginning was the creator of, of Narita or whatever. And he is, I don't know if he was sucked into the game or if he was like comatose or something, but you know, like 
this little kid gets sucked into the game and you're like, you are Narita boy and you have to like unlock the memories of the creator to save everyone. Cause there's this evil malevolent force that, you know, as long as he forgets, then they can take over or whatever. I heard something about that game and that it was good. It might've been on Grand Rapidians. It might've been one of the ones they played one week, maybe. Ooh, that's possible. Because what you're saying sounds very familiar, but I don't remember where I heard it. Yeah, it's super cool, man. Like, it's turbo 80s in its look and its style, but, you know, just, again, like, with modern perks. And, like, once you get that sword and you start fighting these assholes, like, it's, mm mm-hmm, it's a good time. Very fluid action. Um, So I've been enjoying that. Nice. I got, uh, I've got a couple I'm looking forward to. One that is already out. It came out on the 28th. I just haven't had a chance to play it yet. But it is, I got it, I had it pre-installed, it's called Lemnus Gate. And it looked really rad, because it's got like a, uh, like, so it's a 1v1 multiplayer, like, shooter. Almost kind of like Capture the Flag, where you need to capture objectives and take the, take like these beacons to like your portal thing to score. Mm-hmm. But so the first person goes, you've got, I think, 45 seconds. And then, and the second person watches them go. You just go for 45 seconds, do whatever you're going to do. And then the second person goes while the first person's loop plays through and then it if you know it has 45 seconds so they can go and they can kill that guy grab it and go back to their base or whatever and then the first guy goes again and you do that four times so that you're kind of like layering time loops of yourself playing each other wow and uh it looked like a really fucking cool concept yeah. Uh, so like if you if you want to eventually come out the victor like you have to plan on what you just saw happen Yes. Before. Oh, wow. And so like one guy could go and then their guy could kill that guy. But then if you get in there and you kill that guy before he kills your guy, now your guy makes it. And so even if you get killed while you're playing it by one of the previous guys, you keep playing because whatever your guy would have done thereafter, it needs to know. Oh, wow. So you got 45 seconds to kind of just keep going and doing whatever you want. Jeez, that, oh, I don't know if I could do that. That might be frustrating because like, I would think like at two different points that I was kicking ass and then at the very end or something, <laughs> yeah. I find out I lost after all that work. It's definitely a bit more tactical and I I don't know if I'll be any good at it, but I'm interested to try it because it sounds like a really fucking cool concept and it just came out on Game Pass. Yeah, that does sound cool. And then the other one I'm super stoked about is Back for Blood. I was just thinking about bringing that up. Which comes out in three fucking days. Holy shit. I just realized that like an hour ago that, yeah. that it was going to be out and on Game Pass. Like yep. that's bonkers. Which is, uh, if you haven't heard about it, is basically it's it's made by a bunch of the dudes that helped make Left 4 Dead and it's it's Left 4 Dead. It's Left 4 Dead 3, the one that we're not getting, because uh, Valve hates the number three. Yeah, and I'd been I'd been playing Left 4 Dead 2 uh, off and on like a couple weeks ago. I, I put some time in on, on that, so I'm fucking stoked. I'm so ready. Uh, we're definitely going to have to have an online party for that. Yeah, well, yeah, the biggest bummer is that it, uh, it doesn't have couch co-op, but uh, that's not going to stop me from playing it. Nope. Not one glog damn bit. <laughs> yeah, hopefully their AI is not stupid. Because I remember in the in the first Left 4 Dead, the AI was almost too smart. Like, I enjoyed it because I don't like games to be difficult. I like to play through a game, and I like to win. I don't need too much of a challenge. I get frustrated with with losing. It, I mean, they were they were pretty on top of it. And in the second one, they they were noticeably dumber. Yeah. 
So hopefully they're they're not dumber than Left 4 Dead 2. Or way too smart. <laughs> so it, we don't want to get our like, asses kicked the whole time either. Uh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I meant the, the AI. Uh, oh, for your. Yeah, your companions. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I, hopefully we don't have AI companions. Hopefully we can get a full lobby, you know, oh, full yeah. four people. Well, I just mean if, if you're playing one player uh, yeah. uh, campaign. No, I'm looking forward to, to getting some folks, and we'll probably I'll probably put the call out on our Discord. Ooh, good call. And uh, it, you know, probably not Twitter, but definitely our Discord, just because I don't think I want to put our gamer tags out on Twitter necessarily. Yeah. What about on the show here? Well, I mean, like when we play, like like okay. if we're going to sit down and play, like uh, I'll I'll put the call I'll I'll put it up on Discord and in then case put anyone, our gamer tags there yeah, in case anyone wants to join the game. Anyone else out there yeah, wants yeah. to play Back for Blood with us. Yeah, I figured, I, I mean, I don't know if it would be useful or not to uh, to already be friends with, uh, with uh, but then again, my kid uses my gamer tag. I don't need people hitting up my uh, my account when, when she's playing <laughs> Minecraft or something. Just give her her own gamer tag. I really should. It's not hard. No. You don't have to pay for Just it. Just never done it. <laughs> Take like five minutes. Fuck off. You can do it on the Xbox. I know. She's even got her own email address that I use to <laughs> set up her iPad. So, uh, yeah, I'm stoked about that one. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping it lives up to the hype because it's got some pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah. And so, it's been a long time. Yes. I remember for years just Googling like Left 4 Dead 3 and people are just wondering when it's happening because the first two were so successful and so fucking like widely revered. Like everyone loves that game. It'll be packaged with Half-Life 3. So, uh, outside of video game talk... I don't know. I don't got a whole lot, but um, I did watch the trailer for DC Fandom. Did you watch that? I did not. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a hype trailer for a hype show. Yes. <laughs> um, the the you know, so it's it's getting us pumped. I mean, I'm stoked because they're well, as they very clearly tacked on to the very end of the trailer. Like after the trailer ended, like and it went to black. All of a sudden, it came back and it was just like, also, there's an exclusive The Batman trailer. Like, wow. Really uh, trying to put butts in the seats because, I mean, I think we all knew that that would happen. Yeah, absolutely. Since, since Batman's coming out in um, spring of 2022. Yeah. So there will be a new Batman trailer. I imagine there's going to be a bunch of uh, Flash stuff. Yeah, there should be. That's coming up before too long here. So, yeah, man, I wish I wrote more dates down because i know it's uh what it's late october fuck i better look that up if i'm going to be talking about dc fandom i better uh, actually have a date to give okay so fandom's on uh oh october 16th so it's uh next week oh yeah that's very soon yeah so i i think i'll be tuning into that and uh we'll we'll have something to say about it. i don't oh, think yeah. we need to do a whole episode on it like we did last time no or maybe i mean depending it depends on, on what they announce yeah. if there's something if, if there's something worth it so what, I mean, because it's clear we're going to get Flash and the Batman, and uh, especially from the, tra judging by the trailer, uh, Black Adam stuff. Oh, is that actually going forward? Oh, yeah, dude. They're done shooting. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's... I remember hearing something about how it got, like, delayed and something, and was, it, it, I, I remember if somehow in my brain it became like, is that going to be a thing? Like, there was doubt. Yeah, reason. I think, like, maybe a year and a half ago, like, it got pulled from the slate or something. Yeah. Maybe that was early COVID times and they just weren't sure. I'm not, I'm not certain, but no, it's, it's, it's shot. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be shit shown, but what would you like to see come out of something like fandom? Like, is there any DC property or project that, that 
A cohesive and uh, and well thought out vision for the future. <laughs> Fuck off! I don't really care what direction it takes. I want to see <laughs> world peace come out of DC fandom. <laughs> no, I mean just I mean just for the future of DC, not the world. But like, uh, yeah, just like I think they're uh, equally as likely. I want them. Yeah, I want them to sell me um, on the idea that they have a plan. But are are there any like <laughs> any characters or projects that that you see could happen that you wish would happen that? I'd like to see some more stuff about Moon Knight. I know that's been in the works, so... Yeah, yeah, but I don't think uh, DC is going to do some Marvel oh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> news. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I wouldn't mind seeing some uh, some Moon Knight stuff at uh, whatever D23 or, or Marvel something or other, because I think they are going to have their own expo this year also. But that's Disney Marvel. I mean, I'd like to see them focus on some comic books maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, last DC fandom, they they pretty much ignored comics almost altogether. Yeah, at least from, from what the, the big news told us. Because I didn't tune into the whole thing, but the big the big announcements and news coming out of it was all movies and TV. Yeah, there was very little comic book stuff. And, uh, you know, that's a that's a bummer. Yeah. So it'd be nice to hear some more about that. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't really wish that they do proper, you know, they've done such a kind of haphazard job with a lot of stuff that uh, I'm not like, ooh, I really hope they make this into a movie. Yeah. So that that can be bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fuck. They have that Green Lantern series coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's I'd like what to I was see some about. stuff out of that, maybe. Yeah. Cause and, we, we definitely haven't gotten any news since some casting news like a year ago or something so hopefully there will be some green lantern stuff i mean personally of course because anyone who listens to this show knows me like i would love to hear some superman news i want to hear superman news i would love for them to finally like with all with all the things that are going on with um with Tanahasi coates and jj abrams uh black superman movie project or fucking why can't i remember his name Creed, uh, Black Panther villain, Killmonger. What the fuck? Why am I spacing on his name? Uh, I'm terrible with names. So. Oh, shit. Like, he's one of the biggest stars in the world right now. Creed actor. That's what I have to fucking Google. This is so dumb. <laughs> oh, geez, of course. Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's right. <laughs> wow. Leave that in. You know, with, with his, with talk of his, like, Val Zod, Black Superman project for HBO Max. Like, I would love to hear news about those projects. More than anything, though, I would love to hear them either say, Henry Cavill's coming back for a Superman movie, you know, a, a traditional Superman movie to go in the, in the DCEU or whatever. Or for them to say, we're doing a new Superman movie, here's our new actor. Or we're looking for a new actor. So I don't know. Like, I want... I want Superman movie news. Some sort of definitive news. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm... I'm sick to death. Like I'm more sick of the whole like Cavill will he won't he than I was about Affleck for those two years where everybody was like Affleck's not coming back. He's done. Robert Pattinson becomes Batman. They're like, okay, good. He's done. It's definitive. And then they're like, oh wait, there's Zack Snyder's Justice League. And then there's also the Flash where he will be Batman. You know, so I don't know. I, if they're going to come out and say Henry Cavill's going to pop up in cameos in a couple movies, I don't give two shits. I don't care about that at all. I want a Superman movie with or without him. Like, give me one. 
Just give me, give me direction. Well, I mean, it's hard. He's, he's one of those B-list heroes, so uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't rely on them really leaning into Superman. Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> but I mean, there's also rumors of a, of a Superman game in the works. You know, I, I really wouldn't mind seeing some of that or some of the, uh, the Suicide Squad versus the Justice oh, yeah. League or Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, yeah. it might have been called. I haven't seen anything on that since the last Fandome. Oh, was that what it was? It wasn't a video game convention? Oh, yeah, no, it, was it was Fandom. Fandom. Yeah. Wow. Did that Batman game come out? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, with, with the, all the other like people. The Bat Family. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard anything about it. But... Oh, shit. Did you hear that there's a, there's a Batman Family Adventures live action series coming out? No, I didn't. Yeah. I, I know nothing else about it except that it's happening and there's a trailer coming probably with Fandom. I know I saw something about a trailer and I was like, is it a trailer for the comic book that Ben was talking about? And then I saw another headline that said they were doing a live action series. Interesting. Yeah. I, I presume it'll be on HBO Max. Probably. Glad I got it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Bring it on. Why not? Um, yeah. You want to talk movies? Yeah. Have you seen No Time to Die yet, Ben? No, I was going to go see it today. Maybe I didn't do that. No. I played Metroid instead. I, I mean, you still could. You can catch a late show if you no, ran right after we we're done recording. Uh, and I was thinking about going to see it tomorrow. Yeah. But uh, no, is the actual answer to that. I have not gone and seen it yet. Yeah, that's also my answer. I'm, I mean, I, I will be fully honest. Like, I think my, my slogan throughout this whole COVID thing has been like, there's what I fear or sorry, what I feel is true. And then what I fear is true. And, and we all know you're dominated by your fears. Jim. Well, I mean, it's also <laughs> not stupid to be, you know, as long no. as, as long as you don't let it ruin your life. Like, thankfully I'm not washing my groceries anymore, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, just, I haven't been back in the theaters with public yet. And I just, the idea of, of something that's opening as big as bond, I just, it makes me nervous. Like I, I've got Monday off. So, well, when this comes out, I've, I've got yesterday off, so I think I might have seen it Monday or yesterday morning. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I, I need to see it in theaters. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, I went and saw the green Knight and new mutants. I did see new mutants and something else what was the last one I just watched. Oh, clue. So when we did it? No, no, like like regular everyone's in the theater movies. Hmm. Um, the fuck was it? It was something. In any case, all three of those were like nearly empty theaters anyway. Like yeah. there was maybe 15 people in the whole theater. I imagine regardless of COVID, The Green Knight probably would have been nearly empty. Yeah, I mean, it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. But uh, the way not, you talked not, about it. It's yeah. not a big... Uh, it's not going to be a big draw. Yeah, yeah. It didn't sound like it would have been. Uh, no, it's really good. I, I like the way I talk about it is because I don't think you'll like it, and I don't think uh, lots. I like some of the people I went with didn't really like it. Well, I am the voice of the people, so like there, it is. It is not a movie for everyone. So yeah, I I just have to get in at a time when there's likely to be less people, and I think a Monday matinee is it. Like I I don't know yeah. how many people are getting. Uh, shit. Monday off. I, I can't remember what the day is. I mean, it has it's something Columbus to do with like, day, isn't it? well, it is Columbus day, but it's also been repurposed as like indigenous 
People Day or 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 I I don't think they're calling it Native American Day, but it's basically that. Oh, like did they, they rebrand it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, my my sure, work wouldn't take Columbus, Columbus was a prick, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, let's take this back. Make some fine roast beef, though. Or that the Columbus roast beef at Costco. Shit's oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The lunch meats are <laughs> great. Thank you, Christopher Columbus in 1492. We'll just we'll just say Columbus Day was uh, it's it's like our roast beef day. Yeah, you yeah. Know, we're celebrating well, I mean, the lunch meat company. Let's let's not discount the turkey too. Some oh, good yeah, ass yeah. turkey. Yeah, and then after that, I'm gonna have to go to the theater at least a couple times because. Uh, I'm going to go see Ghostbusters in the theater. Yeah. November 16th. Yeah. Like that's definitely going to be a thing. And we're doing an episode. No, 19th. And we're doing an episode on Dune. And so I want to go see that. Uh, but that one we can watch at home. So I might do that instead. Yeah. As, as much as I feel like that is a movie you should see in the theaters and, you know, God bless Denis Villeneuve for making big movies that not a lot of people are watching yeah you know like blade runner 2049 i really liked that movie but you know it didn't do well enough and, and i mean it almost seems like a sink or swim moment for him he's got an excuse at least if it if it doesn't do well in the in at the box office he'd be like hey you guys put it out to streaming at the same time i, yeah. mean, I don't know what the fuck to tell you well and if i can tied my hands behind my back it would have been a hit otherwise fucking prove me wrong yeah yeah i mean because I think it's it's more or less proven that day and date is a failure. Like, like oh yeah, that that kills the theater box office, and you don't see the fucking return. And like, I'm not going to spend any money if I watch it at home. Yeah, we got two great examples right here that uh, because Dune is day and date, uh, we're probably not going to go pay yeah. them the money in the theater. But if it wasn't, we probably would. Yeah, yeah. 100% because we would have to see it for the show. <laughs> yeah. And I would love to see it in the theater, but it is kind of a pain in the ass and it's an expensive pain in the ass to go to the theater. So if they're going to give me the option to not do it, I'm going to take it. Like we were talking before, uh, uh, before the show about like even bond, like I'm very glad that I get to go see it in the theater, but if it was day and date, like I probably would end up seeing it at home. Like I probably would watch it in the comfort of my home because I can still enjoy it. Um, I wouldn't enjoy it as much, but I would enjoy it more comfortably. I could pause it to go take a leak because it's two hours and 42 minutes or something. Like it's the longest bond ever. Did you say two hours and 42 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I, it's a long movie. I mean, like, I guess I should be happy that I'm getting my money's worth because, uh, it doesn't cost any more than any other movie, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. uh, it's a long fucking it's a long time. Flick. So I talked to friend of the show and, uh, frequent get or frequent, uh, multiple time guest, uh, Mason Andriata on my way out here actually. And he was talking about, uh, he, he had seen it and I was just asking his opinion, you know, his non-spoiler opinion. Cause I hate spoilers, but he was saying that I'll have to paraphrase, but like he was saying like, it was like the best bond movie. Oh shit. And I, I don't know if the context was the best bond movie ever or the best of Daniel Craig's bond movies. Um, he did end up saying like, he thinks that Casino Royale and Skyfall are better films, like technically, but that this one was like the best, like he, he gave a very glowing review. He and... also thought the prequels were the best. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Um, but I did ask about the time and he said it, it flew by. He said it, oh, it like everything that they, that they spent time on was, was earned and was the right decision. Yeah. You know, huh. So okay. 
All right. I mean, I need to not buy a beer before I go in there because there's no way that if I drink a few beers, I'm going to make it three hours without having to piss. Yeah, I have to make sure my blood sugar is well regulated. I'm looking forward to that. All three of those. And then uh, and then I think I could stay out of a theater for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anything else is coming down the pipe. It, it's weird. that Like, I was never a big movie theater guy before anyway. And I think I've seen more movies in the theater this year than any other year. <laughs> that <laughs> Especially is weird. if I go see a couple more. I'm going to be up to like six. Oh, the other one I saw was Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. You totally saw that. Yeah. I think, But it was also like... I think two weeks after it premiered. So I don't know what it was like opening weekend. Yeah. It made good money. Yeah. I think it was, it beat Black Widow's box office and uh, Venom, you know, had the, had the new record and it's rumored that Bond is going to beat that. So I don't need to be a part of that crowd. I don't know, man. I'm just, just still a little nervous, you know, And, and it sucks because it's like, are you going to let fear rule your or run your life? It's like, eh, to a degree, yes. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, if something could go bad, if it's possible that something could go bad, is it worth it to see James Bond in the theater a few days earlier? No. Like, if all of a sudden I went to the theater, you know, opening weekend, full theater, packed house, and then I got COVID a couple days later, it could it could be not from the theater at all. But I'd be pissed. Be like, man, I regret going to James Bond. So, you know, it's just living live my life in a way to where I minimize any potential risk. Monday morning, I feel like that like that strikes a good balance. Yeah, yeah, I can I can see that. I mean, you're probably more likely to die in a car accident on the way there, regardless of the day. Well, I don't know. I'm a year. diabetic. Yeah, you can have low blood sugar, swerve <laughs> off the road. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you got to take, I mean, don't be stupid. Well, I mean. But you got to live your life, too. If so. if I if I could avoid driving and just get myself a parachute and a fan and go to the theater like that, I would. Then I, would, then I wouldn't have a car accident. I mean, it's probably safer to commute that way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, how about some recommendations? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Uh, well, I've got a little recommendation uh, that I discovered, shit, this morning. Yeah, it was definitely this morning. And I found them on Instagram, although they do have a YouTube channel that I don't remember anymore. I just had to, I had to track them down because um, I, uh, they've got a weird name. So when I had put it in on my notes on my phone, it had auto-corrected and then all of a sudden it was the wrong name. So I had to, I had to figure it out again. Um, so I did like a, a Google search. I, well, I Google searched transformers, uh, stop motion and oh, it sounds it came, cool. Yeah. So, uh, on Instagram, it is the, uh, I don't know about the pronunciation Lumaken or Lumaken. It's L U M A K E N studios. They have some transformers, stop motion animations that are just fucking brilliant. It just popped up on my like reels. I was just scrolling through reels for entertaining things. I stumbled upon this video that's like five minutes long. That's just a bunch of like Optimus Prime action figures in a fight. Like it starts with like with with an Optimus Prime and like an Optimus Primal monkey and or ape gorilla. And they're going to fight and then like fucking movie Optimus Prime rolls in and then they all fight. And then they're, I mean, there's a pretty big fucking battle. And then, I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but it, 
it grows and gets funnier. And there's also a Bumblebee one I saw. There's lots of little shorts. But I mean, it's clearly somebody doing this on their own for fun. And it is great. Like the, the transformations awesome. actually like happen like in stop motion animation. Like God, he goes, a lot of work. Yeah. It, it and it's it's well done. Like it's not professional level, but I mean, it's fucking great. It, does he have a YouTube channel? Yes. Um, I mean, I can I can try to look it up because I don't do Instagram generally. So. Do it then. I mean, and for all I know, this could be a professional company, but the videos that I saw were not like from a professional project. I can't remember who it was. There's someone who was putting. I, th- I subscribed to him on YouTube. Let's see if I can find that real quick. But it was someone, and he was doing like a Godzilla stop motion fight it was the first one i saw and it was fucking badass oh yeah and uh and I, I looked at his other stuff he has a whole bunch of other really cool stop motion shit okay so apparently the uh the lumaken or lumaken studio is also the name of the youtube channel l-u-m-a-k-e-n studio they also do bionicle apparently i haven't seen any godzilla there's a lot of transformers yeah like in fact it looks like it may be entirely Transformers. Looks like there's a Captain America and one. Oh, Transformers versus Captain America Civil War stop motion parody. Oh shit, that was from five years ago. Wow. Oh wow, all of these are actually years old, so they may not even exist anymore. But <laughs> their stuff exists on the internet and it is entertaining. All right, so for my recommendation, I'm going to I think I'm going to recommend a show that I saw most of it. Okay. So Annie was watching a show and uh she does that a lot and yeah. uh usually uh it's that's something I yeah, you know, I kind of see it and walk by and keep moving on, but this one sucked me into it and I I didn't see the first two episodes, so she just kind of like caught me up on it. It was called Midnight Mass. I think it was on Netflix. Oh shit, I've heard that that's supposed to be really good. So stay out of spoiler territory. Yeah, no, it it sucked me in cuz I was just like, "Wait, hold on, what's going on?" I re- I don't think the premise is spoilery, but again, I didn't get into it till the third episode, but like, I think it follows like there's a... Why don't you read the official premise off of the website? Uh, yeah. I don't want you to fuck anything up, man. <laughs> Now's the spooky season, man. All right, let me see what it's got for the overview here. Oh, boy, it doesn't have fucking shit in the thing. Uh, the arrival of a charismatic priest brings miracles, mysteries, and renewed religious fervor to a dying town. Perfect. That's all I want to know. Um, <laughs> but no, it's good. It's got a really, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm nearly certain that's right. Away. Anyway, it's got a very interesting and unique take on that I have not, uh, seen before. I had no idea that there were in this show. <laughs> and if I watch the first episode and there's some mystery about what they are, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Like it says nothing in any synopsis about like, what if that's supposed to be a mystery in the first episode or two? Um, well, then you, then uh, it won't be. Fuck you. Glog, damn it. Just bleep out. I don't have... There's so nothing no, interesting for me to say about this show. Say you... It's good. I liked it. Oh, but this, what the fuck's the point of recommending something then? I don't know. Well, it's certainly not for spoiling it. Well, fuck. I'll, I know there's a bunch of Transformers in your videos now. <laughs> I guess. No. Um, hey, man, I watched the movie Freaky last night with Vince Vaughn and an uh, actress whose name I don't know. Never heard of it. 
It's on Netflix. I mean, essentially, uh, it's Freaky Friday, but with a like Jason or or like a or more like an Ed Gein and a girl. Switch brains. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I mean, I, I'd had a couple drinks and I was falling asleep towards the end, but it was still, it was fun. It was a fun flick. It's a Blumhouse horror flick. Oh. Um, I remember like Jason Blum, man, I wish I had the interview. He was talking uh, talking about how they're, you know, how they're going day and date with uh, Halloween Kills and the decision to do it. And um, he brought that movie up as like, he learned a lesson from that movie, how it's like a good quality movie that nobody saw because in this like evolving landscape, it just sort of fell through the cracks or so. I can't remember what it was, but he, he had a really smart explanation that actually showed that he supported day and date. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, did that one come out in theaters? No, I don't think so. Like it was just streaming. But I think it just fell through the cracks. So how does that support day and date? I don't know. Like he had that a good would be explanation. more like, hey, this great movie, no one saw it. So we want to do that. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. Or I think maybe he was talking about, like, using day and date the right way or something. But I don't know. It happened, though. Oh, yeah. Halloween Kills is coming out, too. Yeah, shit. shit. But that'll be day and date. That's definitely <laughs> yeah. one I don't need to oh, see in yeah, the theaters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gotta watch it, though. Um, but, yeah, Midnight Mass, I recommend it. Uh... The ending was a little lackluster. Annie loved it, yeah. but uh, you know, at the by the end, I had a couple like, "Oh, what about the, this?" You know, my complaining and her telling me to shut up. Yeah, but uh, it was worth it. And it also it's has good. in it. <laughs> I should totally beep that out. You should. No, that's what I was saying, man. Yeah. So that way they can still hear me getting butt hurt, but it might not ruin something for them at all. But I mean, for all we know, the first episode starts up and this priest walks into town. He's like, "So I hear you got a." problem huh yeah right <laughs> i mean like i i don't know but uh, it seemed like it was absolutely integral to everything i saw but i uh, i didn't see the first episode so yeah i wonder if it's like a like a new take on i'm not even though it's not a priest gonna but. tell you anything about that because then you'll go into it with more mystery thank you very much i appreciate that that's exactly how i want to do it Ugh. um haven't seen squid game gotta do it Oh. Thanks, everybody, for... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm on, like, episode five, I think. Yeah? Yeah, it's good. Oh, thanks. Thanks for fucking spilling the beans on that show. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, all right. Well, thank you, folks, for joining us today. Hit us up sometime at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com or any social medias, uh, Facebook, Geeksploration the Podcast page, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast, Twitter, Geeksplore Pod, or... And this would be our preferred method because this is so much more fun and interactive. Call us up at 916-ORC-TURD. That is 916-ORC-TURD. I don't remember the numbers. I think it's 916-672-8873. I believe you. Um, if not, spell it O-R-C-T-U-R-D. Um, they've got the little letters on your on the numbers on your phone. And we'd love to play your call on the uh, on the air on the podcast on the show and uh respond to it so hit us up about anything at all and if you enjoyed uh this show or any of the others give us uh one of those review thingies on Podchaser and or apple podcast and we'll read it right here i promise i know we haven't done it in a while but it's not our fault it's <laughs> yours yeah motherfuckers <laughs> get, get to it uh so uh yeah do that uh, we got swag at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com we're part of the geekly grind podcast network 
And uh, and you can check the show notes to join our Discord, where uh, you know you can come play some Back for Blood with us or uh, some other games, and and uh, just kind of shoot the shit. Yeah, let's have a Jackbox TV night. Uh, give us a call or an email or or hit us up anywhere and let us know uh, what you what you what you like to play. You know, if if there's a certain Jackbox game that you really dig, you know, if all of a sudden we get four votes for some game, I'll I'll play whatever game. I think Jackbox oh, is yeah. fucking fun. They're fun as hell. And all of a sudden I'm worrying, worried that like Jackbox was something that was cool like three years ago and nobody plays it anymore. We're just a bunch of fucking old farts talking about Jackbox. Whatever. If you're an old fart and you want to play with us too, <laughs> yeah. come right along. Yeah. If you like what we're putting out, you just might be an old fart. Yeah. We'll shake our fists at those kids on our lawn and play some <laughs> Jackbox games. <laughs> and our theme song is Celebration by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hello, Geek Explorers. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the founder and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics, and more, since 2015, we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews weekly. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show has become a part of. If you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to the awesome commentary that John and Ben are serving up weekly on everything from Saturday morning cartoons nostalgia to recapping Disney's latest crazy announcements and much more. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe you have a new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any geek's media menu. First, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a fantastic series that spotlights anime and manga, new and old. On Mondays, they review more recent releases, while Fridays are reserved for older titles. Anime not really your thing? How about comic books? Join Lance and Chris over at Comic Book Keepers as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. Maybe you're a big Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Rolled Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you, and we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our partnership with Geek Exploration in the future. See you out in the Geekosphere.